0: to finding calm in the chaos. I am Denise and this is my podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of Finding Calm in the Chaos. Happy Wednesday, peoples. Oh my goodness gracious. Okay, here's the deal. Um, We're going to talk about something um, that I've been reading. I had an Audible, had a sale, and I've got a bunch of self-help books and all this like guru stuff. And uh, because you never know what you're going to pick up, okay? And I heard this at some point in the past year. Um, and it stuck, but it came up in some of these books again, and I don't know what they are. So don't ask me because I'm literally just like ripping through this stuff, like during the day, like, and while I'm driving around in the car, um, but it's hurt people, hurt people, but healed people heal people. So, I mean, I don't even know where this originated. Okay. But I think it contains a, a, a profound truth here. Okay. And. I want to put uh, this aphorism under the microscope a little bit, okay? So that we can explore, like, there is, like, some deep wisdom in this. Because I kind of feel like when we say he, he hurt people hurt people, that's it's kind of like a cop-out now. Because basically you're saying, well, I'm not hurt anymore, so I don't do that. And you walk away. And I feel like there is some responsibility in having grown and done self-development and healed yourself that you now have to stop taking that cop out and start healing other people, right? Oh my gosh, I'm like, whoa, and I wanna harp. I have to tell Mr. Sith, I want like a harp sound effect on my soundboard. Um, but hurt people, hurt people, we talk about this all the time. Like, what does it mean, right? It means that hurtful people in almost every case are carrying pain, right? Deep rooted pain. And you know, at some point in their lives, They were on the receiving end of a lot of hurt, okay? And when we're wounded deeply, especially as kids, right, we more often than not will develop these dysfunctional behaviors to help us cope with our traumas. And sadly, uh, traumatized people will often reenact these same patterns that were played out by those who hurt them in the first place, and the vicious cycle begins, okay? Um, This is why traumas literally often become multi-generational and you know when your father you know was an alcoholic abuser you are much more likely to enact that pattern yourself and pass it on to your kids and on and on 100% why I'm in recovery I can't drink I'm not gonna drink I don't have the gene the only gene I got is drunk gene and I'm not doing it um it is fascinating You know when you look and receive a lot of hurt in life and often turn around and give that same type of hurt to others right it's like you don't want to be receiving it but here you are dishing it out right sometimes it's not as easy as simply being determined to not do it right because wouldn't people be more likely to understand how shitty it was to be hurt in that way and therefore like I don't know. Be more predetermined to avoid enacting the, that same behavior onto another person. You would think, but it's not as simply. Um, it's not as simple as like literally just saying I'm not going to do it. It's just not that simple. And when we are hurt very deeply, the pain sinks into our hearts, our bodies, our cellular memory. It's huge, right? It's deep. It's a deep wound. And that is all about traumas, right? Childhood traumas, life traumas. They're deep rooted. You can't just get over it. You have to heal it. And on a deep and most often unconscious level, right? Our top priority becomes avoiding feeling that pain again. And this often is massively shaping our behavior in ways that are difficult to control. And, and that is, think of all the times that you, you're like, oh my gosh, you say something and you're like, oh my God, that's exactly what my dad used to tell me or my mom used to tell me and I hated it. It is just naturally going to shape itself into the behavior or, and, or the people that were the issues that traumatized you as a child. So- I mean, for instance, like we'll go into another thing. So if you're bullied as a child and you were made to feel powerless, right? That's the whole point of bullying, right? That person most often not themselves develop bullying tendencies. Uh, You know, it's kind of like a a preemptive strike tactic. Come on, get you before you get me, right? This isn't going to happen anymore. And that is the person will just subtly bully and assert dominance over those around them to always ensure that they have the upper hand. Right, I'll get them before they get me. It's a wounded child, right? In the unconscious, that's what they're thinking, right? I'm gonna get them before they get me. If I do this, oh, you ain't gonna give me this time, and that, you know, I understand that behavior because you know when you're you're getting it at home, and then you're bringing it. Nobody's gonna give you that shit at at home. You know, when you're out, you get it at home. You're certainly not gonna get it when you're out, and that can literally manifest itself into being a bully. I have a few people who are just like, you were such a bully in high school. And I'm like, I'm interesting because I just hurt. I have no idea who you are. And, um, you were a jerk. You know what I'm saying? Like you were a jerk to all my friends. Um, there can also be this like warp sense of justice, right? On an unconscious level, you, you know, people might consciously wish to avoid reenacting hurtful behaviors that were inflicted upon them. But unconsciously, they might be feeling resentful and think like, this happened to me, I had to deal with this, so other people should have to deal with this too. And then without realizing it, they're subtly reenacting the behaviors that they're wishing to avoid. This happens all the time. Hurt people hurt people. And like another example would be, so if someone is getting like, no attention or emotional support from a parent of the opposite sex while growing up. Okay. That person might compulsively be needy for attention and validation from the opposite sex. This happens all the time. You're attempting to compensate for a void left by a parent's insufficiencies. And then this neediness, right? Leads to recklessly engaging in like dysfunctional sexual, uh, or romantic relationships, developing codependencies, uh, overreacting to perceived inattentiveness. Okay, like you're flying off the handle, and all they did was like empty the garbage. Where have you been? Oh my God. I can't even believe you told me this happens with people. And through this process, the hurt person is often further hurting themselves and others. So they're hurting them because they're unhealed and they're just throwing literally salt on the wound. And basically bringing everybody into the circle with them, okay? So the lesson here is that human behavior is complex and often has these, these strong roots in unconscious trauma, making it super difficult to simply just choose not to act in a particular way. And those who are inflicting this terrible pain were almost surely once recipients of the same. I guarantee it, Right? Uh, So Henry Wadsworth Longfellow wrote, uh, If we could read the secret history of our enemies, we should find in each man's life sorrow and suffering enough to disarm all hostility. Man, ain't that the truth, Longfellow? You know what I'm saying? But, you know... It's, you know, I I know that some of the Buddhists, I I can never say their names. Uh, One of the Tibetan uh, Buddhist teachers on the same kind of like path, right? If we could see the whole truth, I can't even pronounce his name. Mingyur Rinpoche. I don't know. I I so stink at this. Um, If we could see the whole truth of any situation, our only response would be one of compassion right? I actually did a um, a graphic on this for my page once, just using that. If we could see the whole truth of any situation, our only response would be one of compassion. Could you imagine if you could just go up to people and they look angry or they look sad or they just like bent or they have like resting bitch face and whatnot. And then you could go over there and like physically read their aura of everything they've been through. And then you're just like, I'm gonna just... Gently step out of this situation because you have walked through the fire, my friend. Imagine, right? Hurt people hurt people. So it's just like a little saying can help us remember to imagine the secret history, right? We all have the secret history and the whole truth behind, in essence, in the long run, hurtful actions. Imagine that. The realization that hurt people hurt people is even deeper rooted in understanding and compassion for ourselves and others, okay? Just just taking it down a notch. Because truth be told, we're all hurt. We're all traumatized to varying degrees. That is a truth, okay? We often associate trauma with only these most extreme instances of abuse, but it's really a misleading conception. Deep wounding can occur from something as simple as being chosen last for a team in a grade school dodgeball game, right? Or asking, like, your huge crush to prom and then getting turned down. Life hurts, you know? Life is hard. It is. Nobody said it wasn't, right? But we make it harder, okay? When we see that we're all wounded and often on a daily basis, like all unconsciously hurting each other as a result of our runes, we can then see, right, discover a certain tenderness for our human predicament. That makes like a better world, peeps, right? Behind the eyes of all these supposed monsters, we can find wounded children, right, scared, fragile, trying to avoid pain. At my worst, most miserable, bitchy shelf, okay, I always um, can chuck that up to all the pain I was going through from childhood. And it just manifested and manifested itself over time. And it just grew and reared its head into basically being... (sighs) I was a bitch for no reason. I would go on the defense for no reason, uh, because for exactly the reason we just discussed, that I literally would preemptively cut off any possible attack from anybody else, which in turn make me like a complete, everyone's like, oh, hang with Denise, really. She's kind of like, you know, I used to get, I was kind of scared of you. You look. You look super scary. You look unapproachable. Yeah, there was a reason for that. Right? It was a super reason for that. Super, super, super reason. And that's just how it is. But, you know, we can have more compassion for ourselves when we're making mistakes. We can't. We can notice when we slip up and cause harm. And instead of, you know, crucifying ourselves or denying that it happened, we can get curious about it and start digging in it. We can feel into the energies and emotions that underlie the behavior, and we can look at the parts of ourselves that are often hard to look at, okay? And you can look at it, the places that are scary, right? With gentleness, inquisitiveness, and compassion because that's the only way you're gonna do that. We're often acting out of fear, fear caused by prior wounds, right? So we can then discover a tenderness for the wounded child within us, who's afraid of acting out. I've talked about this in the back, trying to heal childhood traumas. You have to address and honor and recognize what you went through as a child who is super badass and got you where you are today. But now it's time to honor and put them aside because you're an adult and you can't run those emotions in your life as an adult, right? We can sit with this fear and the feelings of pain beneath it, right? We can look at these feelings calmly in the light of like this relaxed, open, you know, non-judgmental awareness. It's, it's really difficult to do. But often when we do this, we find that the pain and the fear will begin to dissolve. It's such a beautiful feeling. And through this process, we become more aware of our emotions and the behaviors, and we are less likely to act unconsciously, okay? There's a key there. You're less likely to act unconsciously. It's not an automatic behavior. And, you know, we can also seek out other means of healing, right? Release and trauma, psychotherapy, self-authoring, you know, plant medicine work, you know it's a fancy name. Uh, creating art, breath work, meditation, time in nature, you know, inner child work. I did that. I did a few of those, and there's lots of other like powerful avenues that we can begin to heal ourselves and release burdens. It, it, it truly is so such a relief when you do that. I've worked with a couple of those modalities, and I have found great value in all of them. It's made a huge difference in my life. Um, And I've also found tremendous value in simply learning to be the witness of my own mind and my own behaviors by observing, you know, myself non-judgmentally. I've been able to bring many of my like unconscious patterns to the light of awareness. And I found that this, um, this alone tends to initiate the process of healing unconscious wounds. And then As you continue to do that, you're gradually letting go of behaviors that are not serving. Of course, they weren't certainly not serving me because awareness is immensely powerful. Don't ever, once you even understand that it exists and you can track your pinpoint, the time that your trauma began, the awareness itself you will find is immensely powerful. Uh, We're gonna take a quick break for our sponsor, and then I'll be right back. Today's episode of Finding Calm in the Chaos is sponsored by Free Claimed. Free Claimed. is a one-man brand from Chicago, Illinois, specializing in handmade commercial and residential furniture and fixtures. The man behind the brand is Brian McQuaid, and the soul of his business is anchored in his handmade wood art pieces. Don't think that these pieces are just ordinary furniture and fixtures. These pieces were founded under the notion that art should be affordable to everyone. Each piece is custom designed and crafted with everything he's got, which means you're not getting a plain big box item made in mass, but a personalized, meaningful work of art that will bring compliments from whoever sees your reclaimed piece and joy with you seeing and using your piece daily. Not a single person, I will tell you, walks into my office without asking me about my reclaimed desk and end table. And they can't hang their coats without asking me where I got the Cool Railroad Spike wall coat rack either. Brian's talents go far beyond desk tables and coat racks. Personalized hearts, jewelry boxes, flags, special occasions. It's art, folks. So the possibilities are pretty much endless. You don't have to take my word for it. You can check out the beautiful art of reclaimed at Again, that's www.breclaimedchicago.etsy.com Or check out and follow them on Instagram at Claimed, Breclaimed B-R-E-C-L-A-I-M-E-D. Hey hey! I don't even know what that was. I felt like see C- a beep doop beep- doop beep- beep- or CP. What R two D two? Anyway, um, now we're going to talk about we've talked about hurt people, hurt people. But for the second half, I want to kind of feel like talk about healed people, heal people, because the second part of that adage was healed people, heal people, right? And now, as I've just said, we're we're all hurt, right? We're all traumatized. I'm not sure anyone in the world is like completely and irrevocably healed. Uh, but given the the nature of life, like new wounds and traumas are going to occur as your years roll on. It just happens, such as life, right? And this is perfectly okay. It's okay for downs. Downs are normal. Okay. Um, And it also kind of seems through, though, that at any given time, like humans on this planet exist on a wide spectrum. Okay, in terms of the extent to which they are hurt versus healed. Uh, Some, you know, I think some people are lost souls, right? They're utterly contorted by pain and living in a state of virtually near total unconsciousness. I mean, we others have attained this like, you know luminous states of being uncommon degrees of wholeness enlightenment you know embodied awareness self-realization and maybe two of those i have met people in this world who seemed to me to be narrowing like this or ascending into this really coming into themselves i don't even know what what word i'm trying to look at like uh like becoming like a master of their self-awareness okay Um, because like okay in essence humans exist on a wide spectrum and some are much farther along the upward spiraling path than others this isn't intended as a judgment of anyone I'm just saying that anyone is inherently better or more valuable than anyone else yet there there is there always seems to be this upward spiraling path of human development and as you progress along this path as you heal yourself and you increase awareness, you increasingly become healing presence in the world. You will. Okay. You definitely will. And there, um, the, the archetypal like medicine, you know, medicine, man, wise healer. Okay. Um, is a person who was once sick. Okay. So you have all these folklore stories. Okay. Uh, backtrack a little, um, and so therefore they know what it is to be sick, right? So when you when you hear of all these, you know, archetypal medicine people, it's somebody who was once sick but knows what it's like to be sick because they've been healed and they've healed themselves. They having having healed themselves, they're then able to assist others in the path of healing. And similarly as we are healing, each of us as individuals and we're releasing our traumas as we gain awareness of our patterns through uh, thought, emotion, behavior, uh, we act less and less from a place of unconsciousness and thus we're causing less harm than we were. And as we gradually penetrate through these many layers of, you know, persona, defense mechanisms, ego, conditioning, indoctrination, Okay, that's included. We begin to get in touch with our center, unconditional love. This light of pure consciousness, right? The infinite wellspring of creative potential at the center of our being. It's almost like this perfectly spiritual place, right? You are a child of God. He made us in his image. And you accept that. Instead of all of these judgments and past traumas and hurts. When we're in touch with this center and we're allowing it to flow through us and animate us. When our actions arise organically from this deep soul level place, right? Everything we do becomes increasingly infused and filled with love, peace, joy, creativity. It's amazing. We cease to force things. Okay. We're trusting ourselves to the flow of life. I don't, I don't like structure anymore. We're acting from a pure place and we're loosening a grip of expectations and attachments to particular outcomes, right? You're surrendering to God and paradoxically you're surrendering and letting go of of control. Okay. And in that, we are blossoming into fuller and more honest expressions of ourselves, right? I think that this holds true as a natural form of life as we are getting older. I'll be 54 this year and I've just, I've never been more comfortable with whom I am in being able to speak my truth and be comfortable with who I am, you know? And as that process unfolds, we heal ourselves further and our presence begins to heal others, right? Because our energy is changing. Our way of being disarms people's defenses, right? We're planting seeds within their minds that will sprout like completely organically into this, you know, this uh, this possibility, or uh, I'm trying to find a word here, like a yearning to investigate their own experience more deeply without needing to speak explicitly about Our process, we become akin to being lights. Okay. Signaling the truth that a different way of being is possible. We're magnetizing others who are ready for change. Okay. We're like, think about that simply because we are helping through our healing, heal others, the energy, simply radiating kindness and love, okay, lead with kindness, we're engaging in an act of deep service. We're contributing to actually healing, like the actual healing of humanity. I mean, you want to get bigger? The planet, right? You're initiating a ripple, okay, that it's extending beyond what we might imagine. That ripple is everything. I used to think it was a bunch of BS, but I'm telling you right now, it, it, it counts that ripple is there. And so many people need to start believing in it more and not copping out. You changed yourself, change others. Don't just focus. Don't just coach it. Don't just whatever. Go out and talk to people. Be that person that heals other people through your healing. I mean, it sounds okay. So this may sound cliche, but love truly is the most powerful healing force in the world. It is period, right? Right. And that is, um, that is a direct relation, I believe, of Jesus' uh, Jesus's love for us by dying on the cross. You can believe what you want to believe. That is my belief, okay? I believe that love is truly the most powerful healing force in the world because of the act that Jesus did for us. And simply spending time with people who listen carefully and not judgmentally, right, who truly truly try to see and understand the heart of other people, okay, is immensely healing for human beings, period, okay? It's, uh, I was, uh, so in the, the or I'm guessing the early 20th century, right? Um, there was a Scottish psychiatrist, Ian Suddy, that said, the physician's love heals the patient, So not like the physician and his knowledge. I'm sure that helps. But in the early 20th century, you know, it seems like it's close, but it's not. You know what I'm saying? Um, Because so throughout history, many have left, you know, indications pointing to the truth of the astounding power of love and compassion. Right. And how it can heal. And it's key is to realize that. We become increasingly capable of acting from a place of love as we heal ourselves and increase our awareness. That's the key, okay? Only a person who's truly centered and clear within themselves can consistently meet the unconscious and these hurtful words and behaviors of others uh, with like this unwavering kindness and compassion, okay? It's a superpower. But we don't have to be Jesus or Buddha Okay. In order to become a healing presence in the world. I imagine there's a certain threshold on the hurt versus healed spectrum. Okay. Which after like this net effect of one's existence, it's to heal more than hurt. I truly believe that. I truly, truly believe that. But like half jokes aside, I, I imagine that by now the point of um, this is like pretty clear, right? The more you heal yourself, the more your presence is will heal others, right? And how do we do that? Well, number one, you want to let people be where they are. Hurt people, hurt people, heal people, heal people, okay? Eight words, tremendous perspective, okay? (laughs) We've talked about, you know, this at length at this point, but whatever these words find you, okay? So wherever these words are finding you, okay? Know that it's perfectly okay to be wherever you are right now. It's also perfectly okay for other people to be exactly where they are right now. Now, you're not in the same place at all. And that's totally okay. Okay. You healed. You're awesome. You're talking about it. You're in a great place. If somebody else isn't, but they're listening to you and you're like, come on, just try harder. No. Okay. We're all on a path, okay? We're all on a path. The road leaves upward, okay? We have frequent resting places. And there are also like a ton of detours and backtracks and regressions. It's a trip, okay? We're going on a life trip. The path's winding, okay? And we do seem to gradually find our way upward, but we all are going to do this at our own pace life and being seem to have this inborn drive to evolve right to move in the direction of greater complexity uh, capacity sophistication you know and perhaps even understanding wisdom and love but God gave us a choice right he gave us free will and so as we are going through life and we are making decisions of our all our own free mind and will um Consequences may come with those if the decisions aren't well, or they're not good, or they just didn't work out, or you went down a wrong road. But I do know that if you just, the, the path is long, okay, but we have to be patient with ourselves and with others, okay? It's a vital lesson that has to be learned. We have to let people be where they are, okay? People are not going to change. They're not going to heal unless they decide to initiate the process, right? That motivation has to come from within. I can speak all I want about these topics, but i if I'm getting the same emails from the same people about how they're in this vicious circle or they're stuck, they're stuck, they're stuck they don't know what to do, it, you know what? Then that is okay that they're there. I can't be like upset that they didn't do it. I can't lecture them that they're doing the wrong things. I can't say they need to try harder or they're not trying hard enough. You need to let people be where they are, okay? What we can do to endeavor to heal ourselves and increase like this own awareness so that we might like, you know, become all these clear mirrors, you know, or we're able to better reflect the truth of situations. You know, as we do this, we'll naturally plant seeds and leave breadcrumbs wherever we go. And, you know, these clues, if we're lucky, right, are going to lead others towards healing and liberation. That's what I do with this podcast, right? But here's like a little note, right? Hints that are best dispensed, like subtly or indirectly, or indirectly sorry, um, you're not going to get that far trying to like force feed wisdom to people. I just talk because this is stuff I've been through, stuff that's touched me, such that I've done this, right? It is, okay? But... Acts of service and kindness, they get you everywhere with this, okay? Remain humble and uncover your own shadow. Because, you know, in all things, remain humble. Forever be aware of humanity's limitless capacity for self-delusion. A hundred percent in today's words world, okay? Because often... These people, most convinced of their own light, carry the densest shadows. Never forget this. There are tons of coaches out there and whatnot who carry tons of secrets. I did for years, and I just, I can't carry them anymore. So I put them out there. It's not a surprise to people that I survived a terminal cancer. It is not a surprise to people that I you know, grew up the child of an alcoholic father. It is not a surprise to people that I fell into addiction myself and was a drunk. It's not a surprise to people that as a result of those addictions and poor choices, I served jail time. I mean, it was a long-term jail time, but like, I'm sorry, 120 days in jail, like 90, they cut that in half or whatnot. That's a long time in a county jail. Just saying. Right. It's just, you know, all this damn stirring, you know, and, and lest we get to the idea that like, you know, we're simply beings of light, you know, healed or something, you know, no. Okay. We need to understand that everybody has walked through darkness. I believe that everyone has. Okay. It's the, the solution is not to destroy pieces of our hearts but to see that good and evil correspond closely with healed and hurt, right? I needed to be hurt in order to become healed, right? They go, they go hand in hand, right? The, the solution maybe, right, is to bring the hurt, shadowy parts of ourselves into the light of awareness, right? I brought them to my podcast, whatever works for you. And to, But the, you need that to like accept and integrate uh, to love um, all of these hurt, wounded pieces of ourselves, right? And by doing that, you're neutralizing them, okay? Like, what is Carl Jung said something? Jeez, I got to, like, look this up. I can't even imagine. But it's something about enlightenment that Carl Jung said. It's been a long time since I've been in college, peeps. Um, but, you know, listen, in in the end, um It's crucial to remain humble, okay? I always let people know that I'm going to lead with kindness. I've been through so much. I'm not perfect. I don't want to be perfect. Uh, Now that I've accepted that I am not perfect and I'm never going to be perfect, things have become so much easier for me, you know? Being hurt, to me, was almost a salvation to come to this conclusion because it meant that I could clearly become healed. And I will do whatever I can and talk about all my hurt and path of healing if it could help any of you on your path through hurt to heal. You know what I mean? There's always more to discover on this path, right? Remain humble. Recognize that the path towards healing and wholeness and enlightenment, it's never ending. There's always more to discover. Never trust a coach or uh, some anybody who's going to tell you that when you reach this sense of enlightenment, you're all good. They're here. They're so great. They live a great life. It's all done. It's never done. It's never ending. And I want you guys to find your hurt and then continue on your path to heal if you've already started it and then I now want to be continuing my healing path and help others heal as well oh this was a deep one today (laughs) I feel like this whole sense of relief at the end of all these but I don't even know what I talked about I was just like going like I was I was on a roll I was like literally out of mind in this one and uh I hope that I made some sort of sense. Um, You guys, I love you as always. Thank you so much. Remember, if you're not already subscribing to the podcast, subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, Denise Sith Finding Calm in the Chaos. And as always, I'll talk to you guys all on Saturday. Until then, lead with kindness. Thank you, friends, for spending this time with me today. If you found some calm listening in, please take a moment to subscribe to Finding Calm in the Chaos. And just so you don't miss out on future episodes, make sure you're receiving notifications. Thanks again. Until next time, lead with kindness.